Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Show Me The Podcast. Yes, that's right, listeners. We have done 10 episodes and I'm joined here by my lovely, beautiful co-host, Harry. Hello. And if you've followed any of our social media, you know that this episode is all about the remake. So what we want to find out in this episode is what is the motivation for making a film that has already been done? Is it simply to put a new spin on it or is it just a way for Hollywood to bleed a film dry and make a quick buck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There are so many remakes out there and reboots out there with certain films. It's basically hard to keep up up with films like Halloween, Friday the 13th, I've written the 19th. (laughs) But maybe maybe they do the Friday the 19th. Um, and like they even come out with Freddy versus Jason, which was truly awful. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like horror films is a big one. It, yeah, for this. big. Fr- yeah. Yeah. It's like every week there's a, a remake of a horror film. Um, but True. we will not go into that now. We will, of course, talk about that later in uh, more detail. I would just like to mention that uh, it is possibly one of the hottest days of the year so far. <laughs> I know, I've melted It's boiling today. and it's nine o'clock. You think it'd be a bit cooler right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's also the lunar eclipse. So, uh, Lorraine, you might see me uh, go quiet and dazed as I look out the window and see a blood moon. Well, when it's there, let me know. And I will also look dazed and okay. confused. <laughs> Isn't that your normal look? <laughs> today it is, anyway. <laughs> God. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. So before we get into uh, the actual crux of the episode, we're going to talk about our recent watches. So Harry. Well, I was a bit shocked that I did this. And I did what? I, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I watched uh, Moana, a Disney film. Well, you say that. I've watched it probably about 25 times because Riley I likes noticed. it. But <laughs> I have yet to actually see the whole thing. Through. I've, I watch, with, when, you have to watch things in bits because you're doing stuff coming in and yeah, out and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So, um, but what I've seen, I actually quite enjoy it. But I'd like to see it all the way through. Well, a lot of people at work recommended it. And I've got no problem with Disney, but I went through a massive Disney phase when I was younger, obviously, in child and everything. But I just thought, oh, yeah, I'll give it a go. And oh, my God, it was so much fun. It was really funny. Like, you you know that kind of Disney where they're like, oh, we're getting a few adult things. And, and there's some really touching moments as well. And oh, my God, kudos to the animation. Was... Did you the whole way through go, I wish I had her hair? I, <laughs> <laughs> I said she that to Def. Like, I was like, yeah. I wish I had her hair. Her it's hair like is amazing. crazy, but manageable. Yeah, but manageable. <laughs> yeah. I used to work with a girl with hair like that called Mira. And her hair was just exactly like that. Wow. Or naturally like that. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. There's some really good songs in it as well. About three quarters of the way, and I did get a little bit bored, um, but then it pulled it back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. How about you? Okay, my first one was Hereditary. I went and seen that with Steve and Amanda. Ah, uh, okay. I'm interested to know what you think about this because in the. Okay, can we just ex- quickly explain about episode nine? Oh yeah. So you will hear this after you've heard episode nine but just to let you know we're re-recording episode nine tomorrow tomorrow yeah because uh, of technological technological issues yeah uh, we have a lot of those but we're, we're getting over them gradually anyway in that episode that i edited and we're not going to use <laughs> lorraine says 
that she wanted to see Hereditary and she was really excited about it. So yeah. tell me what you think. So um, I saw the trailer and I thought this is going to be kind of, you know, exorcism, you know, type thing. You yeah. know, uh, no. Well, yes, but no. It was just... There's a big argument about it not being the exorcist, being the exorcist. Yeah, it's just really bizarre and... You know, obviously I'm not going to say what it is in case you haven't seen it, but the something that happens to the sister and... I read about it. Then then <laughs> the ending. I, it ended and I just looked at Steve and Amanda and I was like, what? I just don't know. I, it was I don't the most a, weirdest film. I don't think this is a spoiler, but I've heard that the last 12 minutes are just, what the fuck, bizarre. No, they literally are. What the freaking frack is going on? <laughs> the the freaking frack. I'm trying not to swear. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have a toddler. I'm You're not the wrong to audience. <laughs> I know. But no, honestly, I... I, I uh, no. I think we should just go on to what you've seen next because I, I don't know what to say. I mean, give it a go and I'd love to know what you thought, but... Me or the audience? No, anyone. You, anyone. I but, don't think I'm going to watch it. No, I would, no, I don't think it's your cup of tea. But, yeah, it's weird. It's, so weird. It's really messed people up, some people. My next film that I'm going to tell you about after you've told me yours will really mess people up. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a traumatic month. Um... I can't remember if I've told you about this before. I'm really sorry if I have. But I watched Call Me By Your Name, uh, which I'd been getting to watch for a while. And um, I don't think you've said that. Is that a film or a TV? It's a film. Oh, yeah. No, I and don't remember you saying that. And it's got Army Hammer and Timothée Timothy, uh, Chalamet in. Chalamet. Oh, right. And they're lovers in like the 1980s in Italy. And it's yeah. just really, it's a really nice film. I'm glad I watched it. It, it kind of, um, it's shot in a certain kind of way that it almost looks old school. Yeah. And it just makes you want to go on holiday. And the dad in it, he's just a legend. Who plays the dad? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. Is it Ed Harris? No, 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 no. No. Because um, is he in it, Ed Harris? No. Because oh, I could have swore... He's in a different film that I talk about in episode right. nine. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, no, um, the dad is the... Have you seen The Shape of Water yet? Do you know what, sorry? The Shape of Water. No. Oh, God. Why can't he's in the Coen Brothers a lot of okay yeah anyway it's, he's he's just like the best dad ever he's so understanding and he has a really really interesting conversation with the son and just for that scene alone I'd recommend watching it okay is it on Netflix no it's on Sky Cinema Sky Cinema okay yeah. um okay before I tell you what this film is I cannot stress enough do not watch it not because it's crap. But because it's highly disturbing. Oh, yeah, no, then. Mother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I was listening to like some past podcasts of us and you're like, ooh, I can't wait to see Mother. And Luke's like, oh, no, I saw it as horrendous. And you're like, ooh. ooh. Oh, That's how I, it went. <laughs> I, I, very rarely do I wish I could unsee a film. And this, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence in it is brilliant. Yeah. She's really good in it, to be fair. But it's just, it's so, like, there's this, like Michelle Pfeiffer and Ed Harris come into it and it's just bizarre but the ending of it with the baby yeah I've heard about this just don't watch it and you don't need it's not like oh I've got a child so it's true no if you have any sort of compassion or for a human baby do not watch this film because mm. it's 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 awful I know it's meant to be end. sort of like allegorical about Mother Earth it's hard. Just don't stuff, do it. I yeah. don't care what it's supposed to be. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, 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 no. Okay. Traumatized. <laughs> I think Steve's going to watch it because I've said that. Because okay. you know him. 
Curious George, but... Well, okay, so say if you've seen Mother yeah. and you just want to bring yourself out of that funk, you go and watch my next film. Good, because I need to get out of the <laughs> funk because every time I think of it, I feel sad. <laughs> Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, it good? It's so good. Is The Rock in that? Yeah. I think he produced it or whatever. Mm. And okay, so... You know, it's nothing like the original. Yeah, it follows on from a similar. Oh, is it not like the original? No, oh, it's right. it's whereas the the original had like a dark sort of element, sad element to it. Yeah. This is uh, more comical. Well, yeah, it's comical, oh, okay. Okay. and there's some really good slapstick moments in it. Jack oh. Black is hilarious. Yeah, He's he really is good. Funny. Even The Rock is really funny in it. I do like The Rock, though. I've never rated him before. No, but... I do. I like him. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, go watch Mother feel shit about it Wanna no feel better? don't watch, watch mother <laughs> just go straight to jumanji <laughs> yeah, well, okay yeah fine do that <laughs> but it's not because it's jennifer lawrence isn't good she's brilliant and she's I, a great actress. I i'd say after that she needed a bit of time off and a stiff well, drink. she did didn't she that, oh yeah you were yeah. telling me that yeah yeah i know i don't blame her i don't know how she did that role well she said she almost had like a nervous break yeah I, I i could believe it i nearly did watching it so i can only imagine what it was like for her well i've heard that like literally nearly every shot is like either right in her face or over her shoulder and yeah. stuff so and there's that, one like... scene what they do to her it's just horrible right it's so bad it's just no i don't want to think about that film anymore uh, <laughs> tell us about your next one so. i seen wonder woman Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought, and the action scenes, when she goes on the battlefield. Oh, I got emotional. <sighs> I got freaking emotional. That was good. Yeah. She's just such a badass. It's not even that. It's just, I don't know. It's just, no, it she... was executed, all, all of it was yeah. executed well. Yeah. It Apart like from dance. the yeah. last, yeah. you know, half of it. Um, yeah, no, but that, that scene, I was just like, because I was waiting for the big, because you know with these superhero films, you need the big, like when, um the last Avengers film when Thor comes in you know what I mean people might not see yeah but I'm not going to tell them what Thor does okay. but it's epic <laughs> but that I need I need that Thorness mm. and um, exactly Chris <laughs> um, but yeah so she does that but she's she's brilliant really good casting I yeah, thought she no, was great here. I was really impressed because sorry the other DC films to a degree I'm not happy with yeah you're not um, happy with DC but the, uh, the Wonder Woman I did enjoy yeah. again the last third or whatever I didn't think it was very good yeah. but the first I bit. thought it was a bit slow um, I thought it was a bit slow to start but then once I kind of got into it I was like yeah I'm really glad I've seen this yeah I didn't even mind that um, it was just the the reveal at the end was boring I thought mm. and <laughs> laughable as well anyway but yeah no it was overall, overall enjoyable yeah Cool. Um, I'm currently watching uh, Sharp Obje- Objects, the HBO. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give that a go. I like her. It's Amy like Adams yeah. haunting me. Is it good? Yeah. There's this one song by the Acid that's uh, used to perfection in the um, in one episode, and it just keeps playing in my head, and I'm just like, oh. And you know when you just like, oh, get out of my head. But the only way you're gonna get out of my head is if I listen to you. So I yeah. have to listen to it, and then yeah. I go back into thinking about it. However, I've twigged who the murderer is. And I couldn't help myself. I googled it, and I'm right. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but I'll still keep watching it. Um, yeah, cool. Um, I'm also watching a show, uh, Sleepy Hollow. Oh God, yeah, you've been uh, loving this. Oh, I'm really liking it. Yeah, the guy who plays um, Ichabod uh, Crane is really good. He's an English actor, and uh, his relationship with um, Abby, the girl who's well, she's not in the film, is she? <laughs> no, yeah. But, but, but basically, like, he comes back from, you know, hundreds of years ago. So they all come back into the, the now. Ha- okay. Yeah. So it's like they've all kind of risen and stuff like this. So it's basically 
you know, and obviously he's come back talking about headless horsemen who died hundreds of years ago and not, you know, so it's all, um, you know, a bit hard to believe, obviously, if you're a policeman, you're just going to think that he's crazy. But yeah. this girl, because of a previous experience she had with her sister, which I'm not going to tell you what it is, um, she believes it and she helps him and they're they're a really good a good team but it's 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 a really good watch i really like it okay. so i do and i love the opening credits it's quite um you know or i suppose tim burton did do sleepy hollow but it's it, it's got that still yeah. got a bit of that vibe to it you know so yeah. um no it's really good my sister loves it she yeah. loves it as well i'm o- i'm only on season two um but it kind of gets in the way because when because we kind of decided on this uh, episode quite quickly didn't we yeah um and i was like oh i've got to watch these films and i was like but I want to watch Sleepy Hollow. And I was like, so I, the first night, two nights, I was watching Sleepy Hollow. And I was like, right, I better watch some of these films. <laughs> you're, yes, you're very good at that. At what? <laughs> Being like strict. And I'm just like, no, I want to watch this one. <laughs> yeah, but I think you remember stuff better than me. I have to, I I have to rewatch them because my memory's awful. <laughs> um, I've watched uh, another another tv series uh glow season two is that any good first season i really struggled to get through but it, i powered okay. through and actually the day before your hen do i literally blasted through them all when i was prepping stuff oh really <laughs> and uh yeah season two is much better than the first and really fun you'd love it cool i think um i watched well actually i didn't i couldn't finish it uh the ghostbusters the female one Ugh. yeah <laughs> sorry even chris hemsworth couldn't save that one but um it's actually fitting for this episode because it was no yeah why why bother yeah it was one of those why bother moments so i'm just gonna breeze past, breeze that. past that yeah okay i watched the beguiled the sophie uh couple of one. Oh, okay. all i can say about that is it was an interesting but colin farrell was good oh that's it oh, bit of <laughs> moment. um so of course i may have watched a few documentaries um i've been watching a lot of crime documentaries about um called I Am A Killer, Killers on Death Row. Standard. Um, I've also been watching ones about children who kill and are tried as adults. So basically, like, they're 14 and they end up having to spend the rest of their lives in jail. There was two of them um, that they did. It's and um, It's just the way you said... <laughs> yeah. And then I just watched... Uh, which I've seen so many documentaries on. Uh, Bundy, Shipman, Guyne, Fred and Rose West. And uh, so I just watched all them again. And I tried to watch Andre Chicatello... Chikato or whatever his name is, but um, he's just too, too much. I had to turn it off because he does stuff to kids. So I couldn't stomach it. <laughs> I had to turn it off. <laughs> but people will know who he is. Okay, I, I don't. No, uh, so. I know. Okay. Any more? Uh, yeah, one last one. I watched um, three bull... I can't talk tonight. Uh, three billboards is outside... Every... Hmm. Is it not? Because did that win or anything or did it just get it, nominated? Uh, Shh. Frances McDormand won Best Actress. Oh, did she? And Sam Rockwell uh, won. I, I can't like remember him. if it was Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Um, they were fantastic in it. Yeah. You know, that's fine. But the overall the story, I found it vastly disappointing. Yeah. So, yeah. I've got two more. <laughs> okay. Um, both documentaries. One of them is I Am Heath Ledger, um, which I taped on Sky ages ago and didn't watch it. And... He was a fascinating character. Oh, he was, yeah. Like I, like, I did not realise what he did behind the camera and his interest in cameras and his interest in filmmaking and videos and all the stuff he did. Oh, I really? had a clue. I didn't know that. And, like, how he had this house 
And basically all the Australian actors would just come and stay there. Doors were left open and it was just like a free for all. And he actually comes across as one of the most amazing people, like a beautiful person. You know, you hear people go, oh, he's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. really nice. And but and every time you seen him with a camera, it was like a different camera. It was like an old style camera. You know, that he was, he was just he was someone that I I didn't when I was watching it, I didn't think of him as Heath Ledger, the actor. I was like, I wouldn't mind going for a drink with him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He just seemed like a, a really... Guy, good guy you could have a conversation yeah, with. Yeah, and the whole... Um, oh, and one interesting thing is, you know the way people say that the Joker is basically what finished him off? Yeah. That wasn't the case. Um, his... Uh, According to this documentary. Well, the dialect coach come on, and uh, he was working with him, and he says that he loved that role, and he would cut, every time he finished a shot, he'd come off, and he'd be laughing and joking. He says he loved it. He says it just, you know, he wasn't well. Like, do you know what I mean? So... It wasn't that, you know, he was so haunted by these demons, he, you know. Yeah. Which is uh, someone that was working with him said. Mm. So, you know, whether that's true or not, but, you know. Um, and the last one was, uh, I watched the Whitney Houston story, Can I Be Me? Is that the new one, the new documentary? Well, it was on Netflix, so I don't know. Oh, no, it won't be then. No, no. Oh, yeah, they're making one, aren't they? No, but that was so tragic. There was no, do you know, I watched and I thought, um, it was kind of like, it was a bit of an Amy Winehouse thing. I was like, why is no one looking out for this person? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, uh, I've been listening to a lot of um, sort of adverts for the new yeah. trailer. I can't remember who directed it, but it's getting rave reviews anyway. Yeah. And it, yeah, everybody's just, it just sounds so sad. And they've got like her estate sign off and they talk to her family and it yeah. goes really in depth. And yeah, it's really sad. No, it was but really I mean, sad. And then the daughter followed suit a few years later. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it's worth a watch, but it, it's, you know, it's quite tragic. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. uh... Ended on a sad one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moving on to more cheerful things, we're going to the, uh, the cheers ears section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to tell us about this one? No, I'll let you do it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, do you? Seam's podcast. Seam's podcast. And by that, we mean the Sorry You're In My Seat podcast. Has uh, messaged us on Instagram and has kindly said, Just finished your Wes Anderson pod episode. I'm so glad The Life Aquatic was featured. I love that film. For me, Moonrise Kingdom is one of the Anderson's best, second to Grand Budapest. You made my travels around Lincolnshire all the more enjoyable today. I might need to start planning a Wes Anderson weekend. Smiley face. That's a great review. Yeah, it made that day, didn't it? Yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. And now we're going on to uh, remakes that you may like or loathe. Yeah, we put out feelers on social media about your you the audience your worst and favorite remake so we got some feedback on that and we're we're gonna share those with you and sorry if we don't mention your name but there was quite a few so we couldn't yeah. um get them all on we whittle <laughs> it down to some of the best yeah. so um ross and phil talk movies have messaged in and they said their worst remake is point break a loathsome and pointless remake <laughs> of a nailed-on action classic. The remake added nothing and even in its own right failed as an action film. Don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their favourite, I'm going to get Lorraine to say. Um, not the best, but one of my faves, a Dawn of the Dead remake. The original is one of my fave films, but the remake added so much. It was fun, gruesome, and totally won me over as a film in its own right. So I can get in on the point break action. I agree with that. Can't say I've seen any of the Dawn of the Dead, so. Oh, and uh, they're back. Seam's podcast. Sorry, you're in my seat podcast. Just come back with another one. 
Um, Heat is amazing. Remake from the movie L.A. Takedown. Michael Mann did both. Um, the Leonardo DiCaprio and Jack Nixon film The Departed mm. is a great remake of the Hong Kong film Internal Affairs. Um, in a similar league, I'd say Al Pacino's Scarface, which is a remake of the 1930s film. But I'd also add Dread and 310 to Yuma. Hey, fucking man to the latter one. Love that one. I, I do like Dread. Though. <laughs> um, bad remakes, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Robocop and the newest The Thing. Yeah, Halloween remakes, of course. Um, and he says, sorry, he could go on. He said loads. I think you got away with that. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you put a you nice know. comment. That's fine. I know. <laughs> Uh, your mom <laughs> said, Mama <laughs> said Miracle on 34th Street remake was excellent as was the original um, I haven't seen the original but I don't like the little girl in the newest one so Aww. sorry she winds me up she winds you up <laughs> um, Michelle uh, says although Johnny Depp was fab in the remake I still prefer the original version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yes you cannot uh, say anything bad about Gene Wilder come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. That makes me cry, that does. I love that film. <laughs> Go, Harry. Okay, uh, your lover. My lover. Your lover <laughs> has told us that his worst remake uh, is probably Total Recall. It lost the whole mystery of the first one and just turned into some action film. Favourite me- remake, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, boy. I actually really enjoyed that. We watched yeah. it together, so yeah. I've got beef for this. I'm going to come back to this. Um, anyway, uh, and then he finishes, okay, fine, it's kind of more a reboot. My thing, exactly. And it was massively better than the Tobey Maguire shite we had the first time around. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I actually, um, of all the superheroes, I was never, Spider-Man was like, okay, whatever. Nah, yeah. Until the uh, Tom Holland. He's, he's tiny. I, like I can him. say he's fit, can't I? No. Yeah, I can. No, because he may be 20, but he looks about 12. He does not on social media. <laughs> Tom Holland has a stalker. She's a hot blonde, so, you know, lucky you. I'm like 11 years. His no, do you know what it is? It was when... Oh, I can't say, actually, because then I'll be given a spoiler of the new um, Avengers film. Okay. But you know what bit I'm talking about. Uh, oh, oh, and I'm just like, he's just so <laughs> with Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Um, Hannah, which happens to be Harry's uh, sister, uh, said The Haunting. The original is frightening. The remake with Catherine Zeta-Jones was dreadful. The Mm. original, scary as. You never see anything scary, but you have to use your imagination. The remake uses dreadful CGI. Oh, Judge Dredd. That's a good one. (laughs) And Steve. 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 He says, ooh. (laughs) 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 So some diehard horror fans may banish me from the club if I say this, but I really like the remake of The Omen that was made for 06-06-2006-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06-06
I tend to avoid poor remakes, but Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes was a crushing disappointment. Lacked the iconic, en- lacked the iconic ending, and didn't make any sense. I, I, yeah, yeah, I liked that. I didn't think it was great, but I liked it. Um, but yeah, controversial. So we're moving into the main crux of the episode, uh, remakes in general. Uh, before we each get into our individual choices, just gonna yeah. have a little chat about it, aren't we? Yeah, um, I think, I think as we kind of mentioned in the intro, is like, why do they keep making them? Like, why is there so many? Like, I can understand stuff being rebooted, and you know some things being remade because of today there's more modern technology and all that kind of stuff but like they're doing it to death I think it's too much yeah (laughs) yeah I've got so many points to make but they kind of come into our flashback film club um oh right I might might have to save it for that actually okay cool um Um, one, one thing actually um when I was doing it I was um foreign films that get made, remade. Uh, yeah. Like The Ring, uh, Wreck. And, you know, something I read is, like, why do they keep remaking English films, um, you know, into the English language, basically? Yeah. Making films into the English language. Um, and what is the reason for this? Is it, A, because we can't follow subtitles? Yeah. Or, B, you know, are we just too lazy yeah. to take the time to watch... A foreign film. Because sometimes you speak to people about foreign films. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I wouldn't watch a foreign film. Really? Yeah, no, I, some people, it's like black and white films. It's just too much. Like, so, you know, is that one of the reasons why they they do it? Is because, you know, people aren't going to watch the Japanese version of The Ring or... Is it The Grunge or The Grudge? The Grudge. I always get that <laughs> wrong. I always say The Grudge. I really like the English version. I've not seen the Japanese version. No, I'm version. not saying... That, that's the thing, like... um, Although I watched Wreck, yeah. the, the Spanish version, and it was amazing. I it heard was this. so no, it was scary, and I didn't enjoy. I think Quarantine is what they called the, yeah, the new one. Yeah, um, and apparently, the directors of Wreck, the Spanish director, they they or was were, it the other way around? What do you mean? Was the original Quarantine? No, no, oh, okay, no Wreck was the original, and apparently, the directors weren't happy with the remake. Um, and I don't blame them because I think with with the one you didn't need the remake, and I think that's why what I mean when I'm saying why do they keep doing this? Like it's very, it's just over the top. Like watch Wreck. Yeah, it's better. It's like the well, it's a for lazy audiences, mm. and it feels like it's b for lazy writers who can't come up with original ideas. Yeah, exactly. Is there like that's one thing I was thinking about. Like, is it got so bad in Hollywood that? There's no original scripts. Uh, well, th- th- this brings me on to... Because um, this is one of the reasons we decided to do this episode, yeah. wasn't it? That I, We suddenly found out that they were thinking about remaking... Big Trouble in Little China Town. Yeah, with The Rock. Yeah. And as I've just said, I like The Rock. I yeah. enjoyed Jumanji. But please don't touch it. No. Like, it doesn't need to no. be touched, does it? No. Some films, in their original form... Like Point Break. I agree with that. Yeah. That, I, I, I didn't even get through. I tried to watch it, but I was like... Because to me, some films, like Point Break is Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. Yeah. I don't want to see anyone else play those roles. The reason, it sounds really bad, the reason they do, that that I feel that they do it is because they want to 
make this film, but they're worried if they don't label it under a certain name that associates it with something, mm. a big status, that it's going to fail. Yeah. And it, and it ends up doing that anyway. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially with Point Break. Basically, it was just an adrenaline junkie movie. Yeah. And it was like, it, but yeah, under the umbrella of uh, a Point Break remake, it fucking yeah. wasn't. It had nothing to do with the original concept. Okay, there was a bit of like heist, but it was just stupid. Yeah. And they do it all, they're beginning to, to overdo it now. Yeah. Um, and it makes me really sad that there just doesn't seem to be that original idea going no, on. there's not. And it's the same with prequels. Like, yeah. they're doing prequels for everything now as well. It's mm. like, do we need them? You know? Yeah, it's kind of, because I always think, like, there's probably, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people out there who are writing scripts and nobody knows who they are. Yeah. And they're probably amazing ideas. It's like, you know, when you walk down the street and you, you hear a busker and they're singing an original song and you're like, you know, don't cover someone else. Do this guy's song. Let this guy do a song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like with film, I'm just like, you know, and when you get a, the thing is, you know, there's some obviously original films coming out and there's some good films out. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then you, you know, you're just like, why are you wasting time with this when you've got so many writers? Because they're scared they're not going to make money from it. And obviously, I know, I understand you need to make money. Yeah. But it's like, you know, and that was one of the things about, um, unfortunately, about Harvey Weinstein is he was somebody that used to take a chance on these types of films. And, you know, as much as, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but, you know, as much as a dick as he is, like a lot of screen, you know, a lot of the films he's actually taken time yeah. to actually yeah. make, they've been good films. So maybe that side of him, take a leaf out of his book and maybe take a chance on, yeah, you know, certain films. But, you know, people just don't, don't want to do it. And they're coming up with all these, Jesus, Freddy versus Jason. I mean, I love Kruger. <laughs> I love Kruger. You know, I love Kruger. But when I saw that and I seen this fight scene between them, it kind of reminds you know these films that are coming out like um, a big crocodile fights a big shark, um, you know this, yeah, these yeah, type yeah, of things yeah. like and it was like, like rampage or whatever it was. Yeah, I well, there's so many of them, but it it it's just ridiculous. Mm. It is. It was just ridiculous because I thought you've got an amazing character. Jason and Freddy are amazing horror characters, and you're doing this to them. Yeah, and I I wonder what their success is actually. Like because it brings in it brings in a new see, see the problem is you get a lot of I don't mean to like stereotype but you get a lot of young people and I've spoken to young people who are like I'm not watching that that's too old but if it says 2010 on it like I know people that won't watch a film older than 2000 they just Dude, won't do it that's bad. and you know yeah, yeah you're missing out folks um so they revamp these in a kind of teeny you know horror type way and then people watch them yeah i don't know i don't i'm i'm not so on board with this reboot remake mm. culture apart from spider-man homecoming because that was good and it needed it there's it's if it needs no, it some like. of it some of it does some of it you know some of them are good like as we're going to talk about you know ones that are but i just think it's a bit they're doing it to death yeah you know and it's just it's lazy I think it's lazy. It's lazy, and also I think there's a darker side to it in mm. that I think they're cashing in on on vulnerable way yeah. of thought with some people. Yeah. And it's like, what's it going to be like in twenty years? You won't be able to say boo to a goose without yeah. someone having a nervous breakdown, you know. <sighs> and you know, to be quite honest with you, you know, unless it's there's other things to be worried about. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll get shut down. I, I'm not that sensitive about stuff, so you know, but but I would never. 
you know, something I would always be respectful of people, but some people seriously need to. <laughs> 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 no. Well, uh, talking about of uh, you know the situation. Wait, I'll start again. <laughs> talking about sensitive people and the boot of a goose thing. I'm gonna lead into my uh, yeah, go for it. My bad remake, which is. And uh, it kind of uh, made me laugh that somebody else has mentioned it. Hannah, your sister. (laughs) My sister. uh, Obviously can tell, you know, our origins. (laughs) Um, Yeah, The Haunting. uh, That's it. That's all I've got to say. (laughs) The remake one. The remake one um, from uh, 1999, directed by Yann Debont. Who else was in that? So you've got Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, okay, yeah. And he's uh, the... Because I was trying to think, because there's... The Haunting and House on Haunted Hill. Well, apparently they stem from the same story. Okay, yeah. Because um, I was thinking of House, of House on the Haunted Hill. Yeah, I yeah. swear, I started watching that film accidentally. And that's what that screaming was on Instagram the other day. That, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I'm just watching the wrong film. Because it's The Haunting, <laughs> the one where they all go and stay in this haunted house? Yeah. Okay, Do yeah. you want me to tell you the... Yeah, sorry, because I, 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 I get them mixed up. Sorry, <laughs> go on. Go for it. Okay, so... As you may be well aware as a listener, um, I'm not mad into my horror genre, um, but I do love me a psychological ghost story. And The Haunting is one. Mm-hmm. It might be the original for yeah. like modern cinema. Uh, so, and old cinema, I don't know. Anyway, so it's a black and white psychological horror and it's adapted from the novel The Haunting of uh, Hill House by Shirley Jackson. The original 1963 version, directed by Robert Wise, um, features Julie Harris, Claire Bloom, and Richard Johnson and Russ Tamblin. Uh, and the film depicts the experience of a small group of uh, people invited by a paranormal investigator to investigate a purportedly haunted house in New England. This storyline is, again, explored in the remake, mm-hmm. um, but the characters are slightly changed and mm. their names are slightly changed. But essentially, it follows the the, the main character of... Um, oh, gosh, I've forgotten her name now, which is really bad. Uh, Eleanor, uh, which is... Um, and she's also called Nell, mm. um, played by originally Julie Harris and in the remake uh, by Lily Taylor. Is it Lily Taylor? Oh, Lily Taylor. Yeah. <sighs> and, well... How to how to go into it? So so why did why did you like do you hate it or do you just think it was a bit shit or like what is it that a bit shit a bit shit yeah do, so to you is this a pointless remake? It's it's pointless okay. because of various reasons. But like when I watched it, okay, well the first time I saw the original was the first. This is when like cinema. I I was really young. I mean, my dad shouldn't have really showed it me. How old were you? So I I got. I must have been like. 10-ish or something yeah it fucks me bad up bad parenting Nick. <laughs> dude I saw stigmata when I was like 11 or something that fucked bad me bad parenting Nick and Cheryl <laughs> yeah. Cheryl yeah I can't take a like that um and um it it would but also it's the first time I fell in love with cinema and okay the, the, and I'll tell you why it's because less is more in mm. this film it's black and white all the the, the angles, the shots, they're all really thought about and they add emphasis. You know, you've got your foreground and, and, and background, which often in focus or not in focus. You know, it's crazy, mm-hmm. intense lighting, simple tricks are used yep. for effect. And you never see the ghosts. No. And, spoiler, there's ghosts. And 
it's just really effective. Whereas with the the remake, it's just CGI. It's in your face. That shit crazy. Yeah. And it, it's not scary whatsoever. No. And it's just it's 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 bad filmmaking. I'm sorry, Yanderbunk, but it's bad filmmaking. It's lazy. It's just a cheat trick for like it's fair. yeah, and it just it's disappointing. But I I agree with you with uh, horror films or you know psychological horror. Um, less is definitely more. Yeah, As, that's why I like films like Silence of the Lambs and The Shining because you don't. It's not all about a gore fest. No, it's like you're trying to get into their heads. You feel them trying to get into your heads. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? So, and that's why I prefer films like because when people go on to me about Lorraine loves horror, she loves psychological horror. Yeah, she doesn't love gore fest horror. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I agree with you completely. So if it's all about Ooh, get the scare. Yeah. But that's it, because it, it's it's a paranormal... It's a story about paranormal activity, mm. studying the psychology of these people. Mm. And yet, in the remake, it's not psychological at all. Yeah. Okay, you, you're witnessing Lily have a connection to the ghost yeah. and have a breakdown, but you aren't on... You aren't experiencing it from her yeah. point of view whatsoever, whereas in the original, you are. It's really intense upon a face. You need to feel like you're in there. Yeah. yeah. Y- you are encouraged to use your imagination to yeah. imagine those ghosts on the other side of the wall. Yeah. Whereas, um, again, with the new one, you fucking see them as CGI hands and little babies and stuff coming out of the... Yeah, Cupid things coming out of this wall and then you see the ghost's face or the skull and the mirror yeah. and you, or portrait and you're just like, no, well, you're not letting me do anything. You're just giving it all to me. And it's like... Yeah. And it's, 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 you don't need to think. Yeah, it's like gluttonous viewing and it just mm. doesn't do anything for you. I like a workout, you know. <laughs> I like a brain workout. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I just got to get a few, you know, um, shout outs to this film. It's considered one of the best horror movies in cinematic history. Mm. It's an... It's one of the most unsettling and it's got a cult following and a lot of people complain that they couldn't really follow the story. I could. Um, there, But there are still things that you come out of it wondering, well, why did she have this connection with these yeah. people? You know, why was she mad? Were there, were there ghosts? And, you know, was she encouraging the others to feel this way? And um, apparently the main actress, these are just some fun facts, the main actress, Judy Harris, kept herself quite distant from everybody. But then she felt that they were distancing themselves from her. Mm-hmm. And it was really awkward on the set. Okay. And she said that she felt like, they all said that they felt like paranormal shit going on during filming, which I just think adds to You get that a lot, though, with um, films, like, you know, with that kind of uh, theme to them. Yeah. Is people say, oh, on set I felt this or I felt that. Yeah. I think something else that's nice about it, and it's not, and I don't think it's a sickness of remakes or anything, but, or studio stuff, but Mm. this film, the original was largely filmed in what was deemed a haunted house. Okay. And then I read up on the new one, and you can tell, like, it's shot in a studio in, like, Culver City, whatever, and, you know, <laughs> whereas this was in, like, filmed on location. And I think those elements do add to it, you know? Um, yeah, you've got, to f- you've got to feel like it's real. Like, I yeah. feel sometimes when you're watching films like that, you almost have to forget that you're watching a film and you have to feel like you're almost in like like you've got a vr set on yeah and you're actually there like do you know what i mean and i think that's um the true skill of filmmaking for these type of films is that you're not sat there closing your eyes blocking your ears because it's so scary and well not scary but it's so disgustingly gory 
Whereas I feel like you need to sit there and, you know, forget about everything that's going on in your life and just be so involved with yeah. what you're watching. And I think I think that's why I was so uh, engrossed and eventually fell in love with The Quiet Place. You haven't seen it yet, but when you mm. do, you'll get what I mean because it kind of runs along these kind of, um, yeah. these lines it engrosses you you're in the yeah. story um you're you're forced to think about it and what you do and i think that's where like good good filmmaking mm. it's it's mm. it, 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 it's prime you know yeah definitely um so yeah that's uh the that my bad remake <laughs> god what about yours um well my my it, it's not okay i i kind of I kind of took a bit of a different approach from bad and good. And um, it was basically, I'm going back to the, I don't understand why they made it. I, I thought it was a good film, but at the same time, I didn't think it needed to be made. And that was the 2005 um, Amityville Horror. Oh, I've actually by, seen it. Yeah, uh, Andrew Douglas. And it stars Ryan Reynolds and Melissa George as um, George and Kathy Lutz. Um, the original was made in 1979 and starred, um, directed by Stuart Rosenberg and starred Margot Kidder, who you may know as Lois Lane oh, yeah. from Superman, and James Berlin, who you may know as Josh Berlin's dad, who's married to Barbara Streisand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see James yeah. Berlin at the end. Yeah. Josh Berlin's yeah. dad did not know that. That's where Josh gets his looks from. His dad <laughs> is a handsome man. Um, and this film was apparently um, the 79 version was one of the highest grossing horror films that lasted for eight years wow yeah so um, yeah so like I said this isn't that it was crap it was just more like what, what it is for me remakes it's like some of them are like an absolute copy and I feel like this one was basically a copy I don't feel like it was there was anything different I don't feel like they even tried I really? I mean? And when I, when I was like going to like, you know, because I typed in Amityville for the film to come up when I was searching for it. um, When I was searching for it, about eight other ones came up. You know what I mean? So they've done this quite a lot with this film. I didn't know, you know, I, I haven't seen them. I've only seen this one in the original. But I was like, yeah, I only thought there was. Yeah, I was like, how many of these have they made? Like, and why? You know I mean? Yeah, like you know, they just said, "How much you feel this? How much you feel that? How you feel this?" I did watch um, a documentary on it, um, but you know, which is fine. I don't mind them making a documentary, but because yeah. um, it, it's based on a true story. Well, <laughs> okay, so basically, it's about um, this family, the DeFeo family, and their entire family, um, younger siblings and parents, and um, were murdered by the eldest son okay. who was um called his name is ronald named after the dad but he was actually you know, everyone knew him as butch um so basically he literally went through every room and shot them with a rifle now when you watch the documentary he's still alive and in prison and he's kind of blaming it on his sister as well who he ended up killing because they had a bit of a tussle with the with the rifle um so he's kind of putting a lot of it on her um so the house went up for sale and the Lutz family, which is the characters that Ryan Reynolds and Melissa George play um, in this remake, um, they buy the house. And it's really cheap. I mean, it's a fantastic house. Um, and it's really cheap. And why is it cheap? You know what I mean? And they are told. They are told that people were murdered. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that they were murdered in there. Um, but they're not told about, you know, because like uh, 
Def- Butch was like, I heard voices that telling me kill, 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 and all this kind of stuff. Um, <coughs> sneeze. Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they purchased the house and they only stayed there for 28 days because basically the dad, jo- uh, George Lutz, goes mental. He would wake up every night at 3.15 a.m., which is apparently the time that... Um, you're going to sneeze again. Sorry. It's okay. He sneezes a lot. Um, <laughs> that he would wake up at that time every day, you know, I mean, uh, every morning, and because uh, that's when they were killed. Um, so basically, the whole story is around that. Now, some people um, don't believe the Lutz's story. They think that they were trying to cash in on um, the tragedy that happened there. Right. Um, and when uh, Margot Kidder and James Brolin apparently were in the house and they said they didn't feel anything you know no no spooky stuff um and with the i will say with the remake ryan reynolds looks really hot well ryan reynolds (laughs) always looks really hot um but he is exceptional he does play it well doesn't he he because like we're so used to seeing him in like you know things like deadpool and then the the love interest the goofy kind of you know um, everybody loves Ryan Reynolds. I think I think men love. I, I you can be gay or straight. You're gonna love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, but he does this really well. And he was saying that um, because he's really a piece of work when it comes to the children. I think they're little kids. Like, and apparently on set he had to avoid them to the point where the kids were going around saying Ryan doesn't like us. Aww. But he was too afraid because he couldn't get emotionally attached. Yeah, because I mean he was nasty. Yeah. He was nasty yeah, to these yeah. children. Um. You know, which is apparently what happened to George. Apparently, you know, he went insane and, you know, he was being told to kill them, to kill his family. And, um, you know, basically they were, that the house smelt and slime was coming. And, you know, apparently a priest went in and, um, you know, smothered in flies and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So there's all these things that apparently went on. um, And, it's one of those things, either you believe it or you don't. Yeah. Some people do, some people don't. Um, but uh, Chloe Grace Merez, I think this is her first role. Oh, really? She's the little girl in it. Oh. And um, she she's a great actress. But in this, in this, um, in this, uh, she was uh, really good. Because, like, you know, she's basically um, the little sister that was shot, jo- Jodie, I think her name was. Um, she becomes friends with her. Okay. And um, there's this one scene where some a babysitter comes in and she's locked in the cupboard in Chloe's, I can't remember her name in it, room. Mm. And she turns around because she's like going, ooh, yeah, this is spooky. And, you know, she's and they're like, we you know go in there type thing. And she says, if I go in here, I'll get you a kiss poster, you know, this type of thing. So she goes in and turns around and there's Jodie looking at her with a bullet through her head. And uh, she has a like complete meltdown. Now, that's a good scene it is a spooky scene. And you'd like to see the eyes through the slits and, you know, she's coming out all shaken and stuff like that. Um, so it, it is, it's not that it's a bad film. It's just an example of, it's too like the original. Yeah. So I I didn't think there was a need to make it lazy filmmaking. Yeah. You know, um, so while, you know, Ryan Reynolds, like I said, was great in it and um, Melissa George, um, I just think it was pointless. Obviously with modern technology, they kind of, you know, spruce it up a bit. But um, yeah, I just didn't think there wasn't was... anything in it. Innovative, no, there wasn't. Know? I mean, the directors did a good job. You know, you are kind of left what's going to happen type thing. You know what's going to happen, but you're kind of left. What are they going to do? Because I think when you see remakes, 
you do expect something different. Even though it's a remake, yeah. you're kind of sitting there going, what are they going to do to make it better than, yeah. than the original? Yeah. And when they don't do that, it's vastly disappointing. Yeah, yeah. and like one thing I will say is, um, you know, both the original and the the new one, the the, the chemistry between the couples was exceptional. Mm. You know, so they were very believable. Um, but yeah, it was just, for me, it wasn't that it was a bad film, it was just, I would have never cared if they hadn't have done a remake. You know the way sometimes you hear, oh, they're going to do a new such and such or reboot, you're like, oh, what's that going to be like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have cared if they never did it. Okay. And I was also shocked to see that there's quite a few of them. Yeah. You know, I didn't watch the other ones because, you know, it's like those made for TV, I think, esque type well, yeah, ones. I've never, yeah. Never yeah, no, I, I'd never even heard that there were more. But um, so, you know, watch it if, you know, and I feel like, um, did you say, um, you know, about how, you know, for bringing in a younger audience, if, if you know, teenagers and 20 year olds see Ryan Reynolds, they're going to go and watch it. They see Margaret Kidder and James Brolin in yeah. 1970, I can't remember what it was, nine. They're not going to watch it. So I think that, in a sense, is like making the money because you've got a picture of Ryan Reynolds there. Yeah. So people are going to watch it because Ryan Reynolds is in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I can see how they're... That, that's a perfect example, I think, of, you know, really bleeding a so, film dry yeah. and, you know, really you know, making more money. Well, that I think that's what yeah. they did with The Haunting. Like, yeah. you've got the beautiful Catherine Zeta-Jones, who was, you yeah. know, the darling of the day. Yeah. And Liam Neeson, who'd just come off, I think, like, making films like Nell and all yeah. that, which we got yeah. acclaimed for. And then... So they cash in on it. Yeah. They cash in on it. And it's just, yeah, it's a shame. Because they're great actors. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do think, like, yeah. they're great actors, but it just... Yeah. No, like I said, Ryan Reynolds in this was like... I mean, I've never seen him like that before, and he was exceptional. He does beard very well. He he did look really good, but um. <laughs> no, but he he does do serious really well. Yeah, as well. he does. He I'd does. like. I hope in the future we see more of like. I mean, yeah. I know he does do them, but they yeah. don't like get picked up mm. that well, do they? But yeah. But yeah, I think this is a perfect example of a. It was exactly the same, pointless, and b. They're cashing in on the the hot Ryan Reynolds, and he's going to bring in yeah. you know certain people that are going to watch it again, that would never go and watch the first one, you know, which I think is a shame because the Amityville Horror original was a great film. And I feel like sometimes films like this kind of take away from that. It's like when a, when a song comes out, for instance, um, when uh, Destiny's Child released Boodalicious. And then I remember hearing a young girl hear the Stevie Nicks version, version um, Edge of 17. And she was like, oh, they've taken Destiny's Child song. And I I'm like, know that. yeah. Edge of wow. Seventeen is, um, you know, because if you look at Budalicious video, um, Stevie Nicks is actually in it. Oh. There's a flash of it. But you, you, that's what I mean. It's like someone would watch, sorry, someone would watch The Amityville Horror and they wouldn't even think of Berlin yeah, and Kidder. The, yeah. They wouldn't matter. Yeah. And that's what I think is sad. I think you should show your kids the original. Well, not your kids. Don't let them watch Amityville <laughs> Horror. But your teenagers when they're 18. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. But, yeah. Say, Harry, what's your good one? Well, I'm going to blow my nose first and then I'll tell you. Okay, so my uh, good remake, I'm just going to say it, is 12 Monkeys by Terry Gilliam, 1995, uh, based on the film Le Jetty by Chris Marker from 1962. Can I just say something? Yeah. First of all, I did not know that that was what the remake of it was. And secondly, 
that's really bad because didn't we do that in uni? We did, but I want to preface this with before I even went to uni, I liked Legetti and 12 Monkeys. Okay, but I, I didn't know and I should have known that because we did it in uni. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really wrapped my brains about the remake and I wanted to do Spider-Man Homecoming, but again, everybody kept saying, well, that's a reboot. And I was just like, where does the distinction come? I was wondering that. What, yeah, what is... um. Because it's quite similar, but, you know, why do they call it... Yeah. Yeah. But, again, like, so I'm not sure if I can have this one because I think they're quite incomparable in certain respects, but they're both great and they follow similar storylines. But 12 Monkeys is much more of an homage slash adaptation, um, which I personally think is what makes this remake, Mm. quote air quotes, better. And that's what we you, we were just coming from. You were saying Amityville Horror was just basically almost like, sorry a carbon copy, and whereas this isn't. This is its no. own its own version. Different things happen, but yeah. it's the same sort of story yeah. premise. And so that's that's why I picked it because it's it's almost like it's original in its own right. So did you like the original? Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny actually because I was prepping for this today at work, um, and where I work some students around and um i was sat in the coffee shop and i was just like oh i need to watch some scenes so there i was my headphones in my phone watching legetti like i was like yeah i'm watching a french film from the 60s <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a student right now <laughs> um but yeah so um the original is really interesting and i I like it for the way it was put together. Basically, mm. Chris Marquia, I don't know if that's Nothing. the way you say it, he, um, he, com- he made this film of, of stills, still shots, black and white. And it's uh, got a voiceover throughout the whole thing. Uh, French one's better, in my opinion. And then you've got like some powerful operatic music in it as well. And you're just fucking like, drawn into this film. You're just like, what the hell is this? And mm. even though it's not the moving image, you can just sense like movement behind it and like the power and meaning behind each still and it's it's really good yeah so it tells the story of a man in uh in france in paris in the aftermath of world war three and he's a prisoner and he lives in this underground paris and he's pulled into an experiment because um they they like his prisoners they his prison guards whatever they monitor excuse me (coughs) <coughs> they monitor dreams and in his dreams he keeps coming back to this image of this woman yeah. and she's watching um, a man being killed and they're like ooh that's interesting so they pull him into this experiment uh, c- to try and save the human race and he's picked to um, sort of travel back in time it's yeah <laughs> it's I, I've seen this but I, I, I remember it but I don't remember it, if you know what I mean I couldn't talk about it it's only like yeah. half an hour long and it's on YouTube I shouldn't say that but you can watch it on YouTube like 12 monkeys isn't half there enough no legetti oh okay it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so that's that's what the original was and it's great um and despite its simplicity it's very engrossing and you get stuck into it pretty quickly it's poetic yet grounded and it's it's like it's just deep in its context it's great i like that i like that just i like that like contrast between mm. simple and deep um but then the 12 Monkeys by Terry Gilliam. It's just, even though 
it's a similar concept. So you've got this character, James Cole, played by Bruce Willis. And he lives in uh, a future world, but this time it's subterranean Philadelphia. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's like 2035 or something like that. And he's a prisoner as well. And he's, he's um, again, he pictures like this flashback of this little, um, this woman's face and she's seeing something and there's, you know, stuff that happens. And the scientists are like, right, we're going to use you to go back in time to prevent the pandemic that happened that killed that spread out the virus and like killed most of the human race um so it's the same kind of concept but it's just completely gilliamized isn't this a film that kind of brad pitt took a different kind of like road he's phenomenal yeah no he is good but that wasn't the kind of brad pitt we were used to well i think he was still fairly what year was Fight Fresh. Club? Was that 99? 98, 98, I think. Yeah. But honestly, it's like the precursor to Tyler Durden when he's like... Yeah, doing, because yeah. like, I, no, I, I can see him now. I can picture him now in this film. But I, I, I don't know if I'm making it up or I remember, but I, I feel like this film was when everyone was like, oh, Brad Pitt does that. Because he wasn't just like the hot guy. Because, yeah. like, you know, let's face it, back in the 90s, Brad Pitt was bloody hell. Beautiful. Oh, he was... Oh. He still is gorgeous, but back then... He would. He was greedy in his looks. <laughs> he should have shared out some of those looks. But yeah, I think it was a time where people didn't just go, oh, he's the hot guy. They were like, oh, Brad yeah. Pitt. Yeah. I think he'd just come off the back of like um, Thelma and Louise. Thelma and, and Louise, things. yeah. And where he was just the hot bit of toddy. Yeah. And I I might be wrong. I might be making stories up. But I think Gilliam was just like, no, he, you know, he mm. can act. I think he'd just, no, because it's, it's 1995. And I think Seven had already come out. Yeah, that's it. I got yeah. it. I remember it. Okay. Gilliam cast him, but I think during filming, yeah. his other films came out, and then he became like his mm. A-lister, and that's also what yeah. propelled the movie uh, because you had like hot, good Brad Pitt yeah. in it. But yeah, he was nominated for an Oscar for it for uh, Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, he oh. is very good in it. He's, he's he a, is no, he is. Yeah. I remember him in it. He's really good in it, and so is Bruce Willis. I mean, Bruce Willis plays this. He's like this gentle giant, but he's not, he, he could break at any moment. Mm. And he just does that vulnerability at hardness like really well. And I think I've been a fan of Bruce Willis since Moonlighting days. I've never seen that. Oh. So, <laughs> I think Die Hard. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> no, I think Bruce Willis is a good actor. No, he is. He's like great in like Death Becomes It. For yeah. years, I didn't even realize that was Bruce Willis. And then, what? I know. I was sorry as a child. Oh. <laughs> I need a new co-host. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and I guess if you're a listener, you know that I've got a bit of an obsession. It comes out that I like films that talk about memory and time mm. and like psychological kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, but um, I guess uh, something I realised today, I was just like, oh shit, yeah, this is one of those. <laughs> like the Nolan films. There's a theme. There's a theme. And um, something that I like about this film as well, it kind of, Gillian plays, plays homage to... I mean, the, um, the original sort of, not the original, but one of the original guys that explored that, and that's Hitchcock. Yeah. In the film, they go to like a vertigo screening and they, you know, talk in, and they talk about like sort of memory and time in that as well. And I and I just like the way it all sort of comes together. And I just, I like that exploration. And, and I don't, I don't know whether Gillian meant to do it or not, but this is something I get from the film. Yeah. In the, in the original, Legetti, again, it's still images, they're black and white and, and I don't know if you're like this about old fil- like footage and 
or pictures, but I stare at them for ages, just trying to pick up the pieces and, and try and get a story out of it. Yeah. And, I, and obviously you're trying to do that with Legetti. But there's an image in 12 Monkeys because uh, Bruce Willis is cold. He accidentally gets sent to World War One. He's in the trenches and he gets shot. And then she, the I can't remember her name, the, 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 the actress, um, she, the, the character in it, the doctor, she finds a picture of him this black and white photo of him in the trenches in World War One, and I just like that touch because yeah. it's kind no, of. No, I remember that bit actually. Yeah, that's one bit I do remember. It's like bringing in that yeah. kind of Legetti still act like aspect of the film where you're like exploring the image, and I just thought that was a really clever little touch. But that that's one thing I think about um, a remake as such. It's when they put those things in, so you almost it's like. It's like with some remakes, it's like they're almost acting as though they're, it's not a remake. Yeah. Look what I've come up with. Yeah. Whereas when you see something like that, you can say to yourself, oh, there's a little, you know, tip of the hat. Yeah. To the original. Yeah. And I think that's what's good. I, you know, you want some, you don't mind someone kind of like, like when, you know, they, you know, do a, you know, a song and they use, you know, mixes from originals and all that kind of stuff. But you want them to kind of acknowledge that this isn't my film. I didn't come up with this concept. Yeah. I'm taking it from here. So here is my little... So little things like that, the picture mm. and stuff. You can... You know, you have a bit more respect for them. Yeah, definitely. Because they're not trying to plagiarise and pass it off as their own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's... That that kind of thing I'd appreciate. Mm. And it know? just... It, yeah, it just makes it that bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I felt like... as Even though I said I liked the Amityville, I feel like there was no tip of the hat. Yeah. To the original. I feel mm. like it was just like, oh, look what I've done. You know, even I, though we all yeah. know it's a remake, but not everyone does. And I think that's, you know, with 12 Monkeys, you know, people, you know, probably people don't. But like for the ones who do like that, they can go, oh, that's that's his little nod. Yeah, totally. You know? I mean, I think he, yeah, he's made it, he, Gilliam's definitely made it his own and he's got his own touches in it. You know, mm. it's got the, it's... It's got that kind of same vibe as Brazil and his other films have. But at the same time, I think he's, he does do these, whether he mean, meant to or not, or I'm just picking something out that, you know, wasn't actually meant to come across that way. But it feels like he is doing those little um, nods to, not just mm. Chris Marker, but like I said, to Hitchcock and, and the greats. And, and yeah, like, I think it's good. It's, and I, it's, again, I feel like it shouldn't be considered a remake, remake but it, yeah. it, it is, you know, so people do see it as a remake so it's my my it's choice. choice yeah it's actually a good <laughs> choice that is and i like to think about the picture thanks yeah, <laughs> um did you did you think that um I, i've seen here that you were talking about the fifth element yeah i just I love that film <laughs> so good well i just especially in the the bits with the scientists yeah. in 12 monkeys and in um Legetti, they've got like a bit of a steampunk vibe yeah. and I was watching it and I was just like this has like sort of fifth element touches and yeah. then I realised like fifth element came afterwards and I was just wondering whether they Besson took his influence yeah. from Gilliam in that sense that's such um, a good film so that's something I'd like to explore one day oh. fifth element's great I love oh. it maybe we could talk about is that it Chris um, it's my favourite Chris <laughs> is it Chris Tucker that's in that one? Oh my god I could do that entire app but I won't <laughs> He Chris Tucker in that film is absolutely off the chart. He is yeah. so good. You okay, my man? My man? You green? Super green? I think I might watch that again. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Right then, let's move on to your favourite remake. Okay. 
So it's not that I think it's better than the original, but I think it's a really good, more, uh, it's a remake of two films rather than one. And I shall explain. Okay. Okay. So I've picked uh, Superman, Man of Steel, uh, the two, 2013 uh, Is it remake. called Superman? Man, Man of Steel. Of Steel. Yeah. Or is it just Man of Steel? Oh, Man of Steel. Okay. But I always say Superman. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's the Zack uh, Snyder one. Um, the original, for people who don't know, was a Richard Donner film back in 1978. And, um, Donner. Why do I know that name? Richard Donner. What oh, else did he direct? Uh, I think did Goonies. That's the Badger. Yeah. No way. That's the Badger, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Basically, this one starred Christopher Reeve, who is the best Superman ever. Um, and in the remake, they don't have Lex Luthor in this film. Um, but I'm very glad because one thing about Superman films, nobody can play Lex Luthor apart from Gene Hackman. It just can't happen. Um, and also Margaret Kidder, who was in Amity Horror, she's Lois Lane. Yeah. Um, so for me, like Superman has always been my favourite character of all time and it was like one of these um you and your brother yeah we're big into superman yeah um it was one of these things where when i watched it for the first time back in the 80s i couldn't believe what i was actually seeing like i was like oh my god (laughs) this is amazing um but you know it's superman goes back you know in the dc world back into um uh it was created by um, apparently it's created by two students back in uh cleveland ohio um in 1933 really yeah that's how old it is gosh yeah so but wonder God. woman's like sim no, yeah she's 50 like, actually yeah so yeah no because a lot of them you know before we know it be doing the hundred yeah hundred year but no to me that film was just it was just something different because you know i just hadn't really seen anything like that and there you know certain scenes in superman where you know the helicopter and he gets oh i get chills <laughs> when I think of it. but i that is a film i could watch over and over again but yeah my brother is up obsessed with uh superman i i saw it when i went to his house lots of superman stuff around yeah yeah no he he's he's uh he's always been a big fan but what is it about man of steel then that that gets okay, you going okay so man of steel stars henry so that's what beautiful cavill yeah they're end of no more talking um as superman um amy, amy adams does a really good lois lane i did like her i did like her your face says oh, no wow. i love amy adams i think she's yeah. Phenomenal actress. Mm. Um, and I did like Man of Steel. Um, I really liked it. Um, and I thought Henry Cavill was just um, yeah. great. But I didn't I didn't feel her as Lois Lane, I have to say. No, but I think she had that kind of... Um, she had the balls that Lois had. Do you know what yeah. I mean, that Margaret Kidder had? Like, you yeah. know, it was... You know, she's kind of this woman in this man's world. You know, and especially the... You know, the in the 70s, it was like that. You know what I mean? Um, but in this one, while... I know it's a bit different these days. Um, not different enough, but a bit different. Um, she, you know, this is uh, mainly men. This film is basically every, everyone she talks to is man, and she holds her own. Yeah, you know, she doesn't shy away from them. You know, and um, you know, she's believable. You know, I, you know, I believe because I, what I remember of the original Lois Lane, like in in the original, I believe her. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, Michael Shannon. Does actually do a really good General Zod. Terence Stamp will always be better, but um, <laughs> I, I don't think, think Michael Shannon does bad. Like no, I think bad yeah, I think he does a good job. He's a great actor actually, yeah. and uh, Russell Crowe as Drell Superstar oh, is amazing. Yeah, he's so good. Like, do you know what I mean? I I think he's brilliant, and of course Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. 
I think even Kevin Costner yeah. is like yeah no because I was like watching it I was like no I like Kevin Costner I do. he's a very he doesn't he doesn't have to be all bells and whistles and shouting he's a bit of a Springsteen to me you think of Bruce Springsteen as this amazing like massive rock star but like I remember when they were doing like you know the live a things and everyone's got their entourage and their limousines. Apparently, he just rolls up in his truck. You know what I mean? And that—that's <laughs> Kevin Costner is that type of guy to me. He's the guy yeah, that just comes across that way. Oh, I got to go to work today. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's just—he doesn't have to be all loud to get it across. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, he does a really good job. And uh, Diane Lane, Lane, Lane as the mother. Yeah. So yeah, it, it is cast really well, mm. really, really well. Um. But for me, this film is obviously a remake of, of one and two because the whole Zod... Because obviously we don't have Lex Luthor, which is huge in in one. Um, but the whole Zod thing when, like, obviously the Phantom Zone, you yeah. know, where they go off to prison. And then the whole fight scene of uh, Superman 2. So this is a kind of a combo for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I think it's a remake of both. I know a lot of people had issue with the, you know, Destroy City kind of fighting. Oh, they! Know. Oh, my God. Yeah, That's one thing do. I was watching. I was like going, it kind of, whenever I see anything like that, I always think of the beginning of Team America where they're coming in to save the day in Paris, I think it is, and they end up just destroying the whole city. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, we saved the day. And like, everyone's like, you just fucked up our city. Yeah. You know? And when, when they're going through uh, through the city, it's just like, you're just you're, that's billions of dollars worth of damage you're doing there um yeah so yeah there, i was actually thinking that when <laughs> i watched it um but uh so basically for those of you who don't know um what the film is about um confusion from me if you don't but basically superman ends up coming to earth because krypton is going to be it's going to be destroyed um so they sent him to earth um, and that's where Kevin Costner, who plays his father, and Diane uh, Lane plays his mother. They take him in as their own. They and they know his powers, but nobody else does. And he has to basically spend, um, as Elsa says in Frozen, "Don't feel it, conceal it." <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, toddler life. Um, so yeah, so he basically goes through his whole life with all these powers and can do these amazing things, but um, he can't because you know. And at one point, he saves these children, you know, from the boat uh, from the the bus that goes into the river yeah and his dad like do you realize what could happen he's like what am i supposed to do let them all die you know so it's, he's kind of torn between who he is and who he can be um and then you know he grows up and he's kind of just got these jobs you know everyday jobs and then all of a sudden zod comes back comes to earth i think what i liked about this film um is because i do like Zack snyder's earlier mm. stuff like I didn't, I couldn't get five minutes into Batman vs Superman. I'd say, <laughs> sorry, but no, I, I you know I like Three Hundred. I liked Watchmen. Um, mm. I do like his style, like his mm. um, style, and I liked, I liked this film because it was kind of, you know, part of that this new reboot of the mm. the hero superhero genre. Yeah. It had that gritty sort of um, dark, you know, cinematic vibe to yeah it. dc's definitely a lot darker it's well it, i think it, it, is. it went through this period but now yeah. i think it's going a bit gonna come out of it come out gonna come out of it but yeah no i liked it it was kind of, it was a good balance of light and dark um 
So I, I, I enjoyed it, and I thought Henry Cavill was, and I, I know he's a lovely man yeah, to look at. Yeah, okay, yeah, like we all know he's beautiful. Like, but he plays I mean? it but really he actually, well. He's a good actor. He is a good actor, and he actually does it really well. Um, and that's one thing I liked about why I said it's a good remake because, like the amateur, this isn't a carbon copy. No, no, do it's you know not. what I mean? It's yeah. not. They kind of like, I feel like, you know, as a new, you know, a, a new audience coming in, I feel like they can get this the story if you know what i mean from yeah. here in a legitimate way like do you know what i mean um so that's why i liked it because i didn't feel they were copying i feel like he did make it his own um one thing i didn't really like is the relationship between lois and superman i feel like it felt really rushed that's what i mean that's yeah. what i was sorry that's what yeah. i was getting at earlier it doesn't feel like a romance no it doesn't it's like feels like they're mates yeah because like she goes into the he gets into the that ship and then she's in there he brings her back to life and then I think now they're kissing and it, it's too, he trusts her too soon. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. got this, and she's a reporter. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you know, they want the story. That's their yeah. job. Um, so yeah, it didn't feel very organic. It felt like they were just trying to throw them together too quickly. I yeah. felt like that they shouldn't have ever kissed in this film. Yes. I, I, I felt like they should have, it should have been suggested but I don't feel like they ever should have. I, I think that's, I mean, lucky Amy. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't have said no. Um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, it was too it was too rushed. Can I just say as a side note, have you seen The Man from Uncle, the remake of that? I haven't that? seen that yet. I think that's really good. And he's in that and he plays it ever so well. Does he? Yeah, yeah. no, I think oh, I must check that out. Yeah. Um, there's one other thing. The fight scene between, well, in the original, it's Ursa and Non. That's what they call him. But in this, it's... Uh, Fa'oraul and Turan. That's their names. Really weird. Um, the actress name. No, that's their name. I was like, <laughs> I, I'm a bit confused by that. Why did they change them? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Some Superman nerd can maybe tell me. Um, but when the the guy, you know, because the, the not um, Zod, but the other two. Yeah. So when the guy is fighting him, because the two of them are fighting, and it's pretty brutal. Like, it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. vicious. But it's very Hulk-esque to me. So when the guy does it, like there's one scene where he almost is doing the the Hulk move, you know, of smashing one yeah. side, you know, puny human type little thing. Um, so I thought that was a bit over the top for me. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I wasn't particularly fond of that scene because I've obviously in Superman 2, you have that scene and it's not as brutal. And I don't think it needs to be. But in this, I think it was just a bit too much, mm. you know? Um, but I was glad that they didn't put Luther in this film. And I know, what's his name? Jesse Eisenberg, is it, that plays yeah. Luther? And he actually does quite a good young Luther. But I don't know, I just, I, I can't see anyone else playing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, it's, it, it. I really enjoyed this film. But oh. I thought Russell Crowe was exceptional. And to say that he's not actually in it that long, he was so good. Yeah, I no, I thought, I thought that. Yeah, yeah, he did. A, and to say he had to follow on from Brando, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he he, he was uh, really good. But like I said, I don't think this is a a remake as such. I think it's just basically one and two combo, you know? Because as I said, one is more Superman and Lex Luthor. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, no, I think uh, I, I definitely go and watch it. And I think it's a good way of introducing people to... Superman that don't really know him, a new generation of um, you know, of, of people. Um but I would, you know, if you are a young 
and you're listening to this and you have seen this film, definitely check out the original because it is such a good film. And, you know, for the time it came out, they did a lot with it, you know. Cool. So, so yeah, definitely go for that one. I love me some Henry. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Tell us old as time. We haven't told them what we're doing yet. <laughs> they should know from that. No, that segment we're doing. Oh, God. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh, now we are moving on to the Flashback Film Club. And if you didn't get it already. Tell us old <laughs> True as it can be. <laughs> we are doing... Beauty on the But we're doing a special kind of flashback film club this to, uh, this week, week, month, whatever it is. It's a remake flashback film club. Yeah. Oh, that didn't sound good. <laughs> so we're discussing the original Disney Beauty and the Beast from what year? 91. 91? I think. And the uh, Bill Condon version from 2017. So, Lorraine. Okay, so the new one is... Sucks. Uh, you just say sucks? <laughs> I did. Harry doesn't. I like it, okay? I thought... Um, so Emma Watson plays the role of uh, Belle. And obviously this is an animation. Um, it's live action. It's live action, yeah. And um, I thought she was perfect casting in that. I thought she was brilliant. Stop shaking your head. Um, <laughs> Luke Evans is... He uh, was perfect casting. Gaston. Oh my God. He's so funny. Him and Josh Gad, yeah. Olaf and, and from I, Frozen. I like Emma Watson, I really do. And I yeah. think, especially towards the late stages of the Harry Potter incident, her acting has... Oh, God, yeah. Like yeah, she, from the first one as she... Yeah, there yeah. was definitely... Well, she was new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she she's a great actress, but she... Aww. And she's very attractive, but she, Belle is... like That's what it means. She's beautiful, and Emma Watson is stunning, but she's not Belle. She's just not Belle. But I think she is. I think Emma Watson, like when you think of, what is it they call it? The, um, an English rose. Do you know what I mean? Like this, she's meant to be a French beauty. No, but do you know what I mean? That type of, like when you say an English rose, you if someone said to you, oh, she's an English rose, you'd be like, she's beautiful. Mm. And when I look at Emma Watson, I think she's so beautiful and she's so pure looking. Like she's someone that, like, I mean, obviously I don't know her, like, but she's just... You could never imagine her doing anything wrong. You know, she just looks so innocent and so perfect. I'm having a bit of a girl crush over here, but no, I, no, I, I think she was brilliant. I think she, yeah, I think she is innocent looking, um, I, but I think she is mature at the same time. But to me, especially, I suppose it's from the Disney aspect, Belle is this like absolutely stunning womanly shaped you know like you know mm. she's got shape to her she's um feisty she's grown up she doesn't need a man yet emma watson doesn't come across to that like that to me in this film at all she actually seems like she's like like a little girl almost and that's not bell to me and i just don't see the luke evans like he's great as gaston but his gaston and her bell i don't see working and i don't i just don't believe that he would be like well she's the one for me you know um so that fell flat for me. I really wanted to watch it thinking, yeah. But as soon as I thought that she was cast, I have I have issues with her and Dan Stevens in this. He's he's not the beast for me either. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Harry's, okay. I, I knew you weren't happy, but I didn't think that <laughs> unhappy. Um, no, I, I'm the complete opposite. I thought she was great. Like, I 
everything you said, I think the opposite of her. I think she did a great job. I, I was convinced. I didn't feel like she was a little girl. Mm. I didn't feel like... I felt like she was like a brave character in this. I felt like she was feisty. I felt like she was fighting. She felt- was, is much more tougher and beautiful in the Harry Potter stuff than she is in this. Okay. So, <laughs> in my opinion... Sorry, I was shouting at you. No, I, I, I don't know. I just... I just um, I don't know. I just remember going. To, I went to see it at the cinema, and I just remember coming away thinking that she was just brilliant at it. And like you know, it just you know, and that that's the thing, isn't it? Though when you watch something, you've seen her as a complete opposite to how I saw her. Mm. Um, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she would say to you, actually, yeah, Harry, you're right. That was my intention <laughs> to go like that. You know what I mean? But um, I I did think um, I think Luke Evans though. Oh my god. Oh, he he he, he was the shining brilliant. star of this. Film. Oh no, he no, I agree with that. I agree with that. And obviously, Josh Gad, I thought he was... He was great as well. Very well cast. Yeah, very well cast. But um, no, I, I, I actually enjoyed this. Um, I thought it was a really good cast. And uh, I, I actually liked her as well. I thought I thought it was brilliant casting. Who? Okay, here's a question. Who would you have cast? As an, as an actress now? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it, to be honest. Um Emma Watson is just it's it's she she just doesn't fit the bill for me in terms of so okay so did you feel like she was too childlike in her appearance yeah she she just came across as like too young and like I I she um she's pushing thirty now she really well she's she's close to it I'd say she's twenty eight. But, but this is too... Yeah, so, yeah, she was probably about 20, 26, 27 when she made this. Yeah. It is a physique. She's almost... It just seems too, like, childlike. Okay. Um, and, and, and yeah, it just didn't work for me. I just couldn't see that. It's almost... I have almost have the same issue with Dakota Fanning in The Alienist because she's meant to play this sort of strong-willed, mature woman, and yet I still kind of get this... I mean, she does pull it off in the end, mm. but I don't think... Emma Watson quite does it in the same way, but she like in Dakota Fanning say versus okay. uh, Luke Evans that they, they they're like these child actresses, but they still haven't quite got to that mature stage for me. And I still think she's like comes across as really young in this film. Do you think sometimes that's because because like sometimes it's like when you have a friend and you meet them and they've got like a five year old, then all of a sudden you meet the five year old and they're like twenty. And you think of them as a five. So is it because like we watched Hermione Granger grow up? No, because I've just said in the Harry Potter film, she is like 18 yeah. in it. And I see her like she's a serious woman in that yeah. film, in those later films. But in this... You just, it's not convincing for you? No. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. And what about Dan? What did he ever do to you, Harry? <laughs> I like Dan Stevens. I love yeah. him in Legion and stuff. Mm. Um what I think, I don't think it's necessarily his fault, but I think they reveal him as they shouldn't have shown him as the prince. I know he had makeup and stuff mm. on at the beginning, um, but they, we shouldn't have seen that. He should have been a mystery to us. Yeah, and yet he isn't, and he almost the beast. And I suppose they have to cater to their audiences. Yeah, but in the cartoon, and I know it's a cartoon, but the beast is actually quite terrifying. He is a mm. beast. He's yeah, huge. no, no, He's I know like what you mean. Domineering. He's you know intimidating he's scary in this he's just a bit fluffy and it's it's it just doesn't come across as like this powerful scary person he's just a grumpy little like 
overindulged. Prince. I will say one thing. Um, I and I I did actually enjoy this and I liked it. Um, but I feel like. Um, and I haven't watched the cartoon for years, so maybe this happens in the cartoon as well. It was kind of on and off, but I didn't really properly sit and watch it. I feel like he kind of gives in to her very quickly. In this, in this version. In this version. And I feel like she's very forgiving very quickly. Yeah, that that there isn't that bite between them. Yeah. Whereas in the cartoon... It's a cartoon, you know, it's a Disney film, but it is dark. It, they have got this really argumentative sort yeah. of like relationship this love-hate relationship and i don't get that from this ver- mm. later version like there's this scene and i can i'm really bad i remember i should remember most of it but he's just like well you shouldn't have run away and she's like well you shouldn't have come after me and he's like blah blah, blah whatever is this but, when she's fixing his wound yeah his arm, yeah but in the like the the the, the cartoon the, the animated version it's like really like whoa mm. and they're really like yeah. growling at each other and this is just like well you shouldn't have you know and it's like it's really soft and i know again it's probably catering to younger audiences of today yeah. but it just didn't work for me no so. that's fair enough like you know i i like i said i i did like it but um i liked i think i liked uh like i think what made it for me was having people like luke evans in it and joss gad there there and kevin klein they're what made it work for you yeah it wasn't just her yeah do you know what i mean like i looked forward to um the the scenes with gaston no i did as well i mean and and uh so i I but it's sad that the main characters yeah no no i think i think i'm kind of i i'm getting what you mean now sorry no 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 don't be sorry like i'm i'm just like i'll be honest with you with Dan Stevens, I wasn't sold. You know, no, I wasn't sold. Um, I think it's because of the, maybe that's actually right because at the beginning I did I just I wanted to smash his face in. You know when that woman when the the old lady comes in, he he, he annoyed me like I didn't want to look at him. But but I I think I still stand by her like Emma Watson. I do think she was amazing in it. Taking aside like the actors, I think the storytelling is slightly annoying mm. and upsetting because in the cartoon. And I know it's an adaptation again, and that's fine. But in the cartoon, the way they tell, um, the, like, the prologue bit is so... I think it's really... It's that less is more. It's told through a stained glass window kind of vibe. You never really see the characters for who they are. It's obscured. And I think that's what makes the mystery of why they're in this situation even, mm. like, um, more intriguing. Yeah, it's just... It's put on a platter for you. Oh, yeah, you know, they were... And I think that goes back to what you said about like the haunting. Yeah. Do you know with um, the original, there's the psychological element to it, whereas in here, in the new one, it's kind of like, here, be scared, boo. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Whereas with this, maybe like the thing is, I I know I get hunted down and murdered for this. Um, (laughs) While I like Beauty and the Beast, like for a lot of people, I remember when we. We're in uni, and you Don't would tell all, them no, all of you would rave on about Beauty and the Beast, and you'd go on about it, stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh, it's all right. You didn't tell them the story of that." What story? That's fine. You've forgotten about it. <laughs> I'll tell you. Tell me after. Um, but it's for me. I was like all about Pinocchio, and um, so I never got the whole. Um, I, I was never into Beauty and the Beast the way a lot of you were. Yeah, and I think maybe that could be a factor is the fact that 
you know, when I watch certain films that I love and they make a remake, I'm like, what is this? Like, and yeah. you, I know you really love the original Beauty and the Beast and maybe that does influence your mind because you're, this is so... Oh yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm totally biased towards it. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, like, do you know what I mean? And it's just really sad, but I could I could quote the entire film, like word for word. <laughs> and that's what happened at uni. I got drunk and did that. Oh, right. Watching it. It's not. It's not a good claim to fame. But I can, and it's because I was raised. And I, you know, it was yeah. my. It was the film that came out when I was younger. Yeah. That and Aladdin were the two. You yeah. know, um, and I think it's. I don't know. It's. It's. It. It. Yeah. It's. It's ingrained in me. So to 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 open myself up to this remake, I was just like, they've got to get it right, and they just didn't get it right me like they got yeah. Gast- Gaston and and that right but it's something that kind of took me out of it as well like I said the opening was just mm. like well you, you're getting this wrong straight away but it was also it's all right so that but I know it's like a musical kind of vibe mm. and but it's very stagey it's very like they've designed it so that they can eventually take it to the west end or something you know yeah and I didn't like that aspect of it because it just felt too open plan it wasn't cozy and gothic and like like the film was it just didn't have that bite to it and yeah. that's something I thought it was lacking and again I guess I know that's to cater to the younger audience of today yeah but it sucks <laughs> no that's fine that's fine yeah maybe one day they do a remake of Pinocchio and I'll be like well they are going to aren't they are they I think so oh yeah. Now, how do you feel? <laughs> Betray. <laughs> yeah. No, Pinocchio is my favorite Disney film. And also, I'm probably going into some strange territory right now. But growing up, I was attracted to the Beast, and I know a lot of people who are. They were like, the Beast is like. Well, do you know? As you say that, um, Riley's been watching the film Sing a lot, and Reese Witherspoon plays a pig. And there's one thing she's singing. <laughs> you mocking me now? No, she she sings. Um, Taylor Swift shake it off and uh, so she's coming out and she's like all mumsy and got her little apron on and then uh, it goes into this like drum and bass bit and out she walks all sexy pig and Dev turns around my partner and me goes do you know she looks pretty hot there and I'm like <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna love you sharing that and I'm just like why do people I, I, I've never looked at a cartoon actually Thunderbirds I did once but I, I've never looked at a, a character and thought Oh, like, you know, the Jessica Rabbit thing. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, when people when people say that, I'm kind of like, oh, come on. It's a pig. It's a beast. That, that bit where he, like, fends the wolves off and he, like, no, Okay, let, let's them. get down to nitty gritty. <laughs> Nobody should be into bestiality, all right? <laughs> As I'm watching this, I'm, like, going, okay, I understand, you know, it's what in the inside that counts and all that kind of bullshit. <laughs> no, it's a fucking beast. You shouldn't yeah, be going there. He's a unique beast. He no, I know. know but like, beast. when it comes, you know, I, I always think, you know, I'm watching and like I understand what it's they're doing. It's because he's he's manly. He's a bloody animal. Yeah, but in the film, in the remake, he's just like some fluffy thing with bad teeth. But in the film, in the cartoon, he's like he's I still man. Yeah, know? I know he's a talking animal. But like, it, it's kind of like the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like going, he ain't no animal. He's a beast. I don't care how nice you are. <laughs> And I can look past a lot, but I could not look past that. Okay. <laughs> and I know, I know there is. You know, it's illegal to do stuff with animals. <laughs> I know there is a cut. There is a. There are people out there who are disappointed when he turns into the prince. 
in the film. But I will say, even the prince in the cartoon is still hench and harder than Dan Stevens when he's a human. <laughs> You're making it worse for yourself. Just saying, a bit like... Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. One thing I will give the new remake. I like the touch that each time the petal falls, they all slightly fall apart a bit. Mm. You don't get that in the yeah. Disney one. That's sad. And I like nice little touch. I liked uh, Ian McKellen um, when his wife comes running up and he's like, turn me back into a clock. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I didn't no. think you and McGregor was that bad as um, no, I, hair either. Yeah, I, I thought... Um, no, I liked all the... And Emma Thompson and stuff I like. didn't like her. Oh, I did. I did. Um, but yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it and I did like Emma Thompson. Um, but I, I, I feel like because of... I mean, I may be wrong. I feel like the main reason you aren't a fan is more because of your love of the first one, whereas I don't have that. No, I think it's equal measures a love of the first one, but also, I, I, don't, I don't feel... It's just shit. No, no it's not, because it does have good bits. Yeah. But it, I don't feel the main characters mm. work uh, the, for mm. me. They're portrayals. Mm. So. Because they say the same things as the... The Disney ones, the, sorry, the, the animation yeah. do, but it's with a lot less oomph. That's all they're missing. They're missing yeah. some oomph. They need some oomph. Do you feel authentic? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I need a bit of grrr. <laughs> Harry needs the beast. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. All right, then. So uh, that's our flashback film club section. And actually, I'd like to know if people feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, send us in your thoughts. Please yeah. agree with me. <laughs> Not about liking animals in that way, but you know. <laughs> you're taking it too far. <laughs> okay, so uh, what are you uh, looking forward to? I am looking forward to seeing uh, Sorry to Bother You. Um, is that one again? It just looks bizarre. It's about this call centre guy in Oakland, in California, and it just looks batshit crazy. Who's in it? Tessa Thompson, Army Hammer. I can't remember the main actor's name, um, but it's just it just looks real fun and quirky. Cool. And it's just, apparently it's a social commentary. Yeah. How about you? Um, I only seen this the other day. It popped up on uh, Millie Bobby Brown's um, Instagram stories. Oh uh, yeah. Godzilla King of Monsters. I did not know that she was doing that. Didn't you? No. I didn't. <laughs> all right. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, it looks all right. Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a go. I like her. I do like her. She's she's a. I watch her on her Instagram. I know she's really young, and I'm like you know watching. But I, I she just I I find her fascinating. Yeah, she's I know just what you such mean. a character, and she she actually seems quite sweet. Yeah, you know. Um, but she's just uh, she's someone that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how her career goes. Yeah, yeah, she's she good gets older. As well. Oh, she's a brilliant actress. Yeah. Um, but apparently when she was um. We may have said this in our Stranger Things episode in episode three, but apparently when she was in her acting classes, they basically said, get in a car, go to LA, bring that girl. Really? <laughs> how great she was, yeah. Wow. But she is good. Yes, she, she is. She's a great actress. But um, Which is funny because when you see her as 11 and then you see her on her Instagram stories, it's like she's so goofy and funny and she's such a teenager. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. But um, no, I'm looking forward to that. I think it looks good. Cool. Uh, I'm. I've seen a trailer for a film called Colette. Uh, I've seen. Is that the Kira Knightley? Oh no, then I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, Colette was um, a 
a big character in France in I think the twenties, and she wrote some books um for her her husband uh under the and they like published them as Willie and um she had she lived quite a life and the film looks really interesting yeah so, yeah I want to see that. Did you see the uh, trailer for Aquaman? Yeah. Yeah. No more fun. I watch like. Jason Momoa, I mean, come on. Oh, God. But, uh... Follow him on Instagram. I know, I do. You'll thank me. I just, I love climbing. Jason loves climbing. He goes climbing with Christian. We're practically made for each other. I mean, no, I mean, but we could be pals. I could totally be his pal. I could be his pal. Yeah. Do you climb? Let's get you climbing. <gasps> no, but he, he drinks, so I'll, I'll go drinking with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be his drinking buddy. Do you know, I'm going axe throwing with my brother. Literally, because I saw Jason Momoa do it, and I was like, I've got to do a video like that. Have you seen it? The video mm-hmm. I'm on about? Oh, I did, yeah. yeah. I did, yeah. I did, yeah. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. No, Aquaman looks all right. It doesn't look great, but it just looks entertaining, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'll go watch it. I don't think that's out for like another year, though, dude. Yeah. I think it's Christmas or January or something, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, else? Yeah, I saw the trailer for Glass, um, the new M. Night Shyamalan film, which Ooh. is like the third. In the oh, yeah. Unbreakable I've actually seen that, yeah. split thing. Seen that trailer, yeah. 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 So that's, yeah, curious about that because I love Unbreakable. I think it's great. I got halfway through split and then I got distracted, but I need yeah. to finish watching that. Um, I'm going to, season two of Sick Note is coming out if, uh, in one of our other episodes. I've mentioned I've seen that. And also, season nine of The Walking Dead. He's cut his hair. In October. Yeah, but I, I think it's because he's finished. He's done. He's gone. Yeah, but in the show, he's got no hair. Yeah, but he can cut his hair now. Mm. But he's, um, yeah, he's going in season nine. It's not going to be The Walking Dead without him, though, is it? No, because I think they're doing another season after that. I think it's going up to ten. Um, and I think that's all they're doing. I, um, yeah. But I don't know how they're going to gonna do it. It's going to be really... Um... But how can it be resolved? Because it's airborne, isn't it? Spoiler. So it's like, will it just... Like, will it fix itself or is that it? Cause put no, I really don't know I'm just well, for me it's like I'm now like what's going to happen with Negan because you know. oh, is he still in it yeah they got him uh, he's a prisoner oh. Um, but yeah so and oh god he's such a great character Negan he plays him so well I saw the first episode of season seven yeah when he with the bat dude watch season eight it's it's so good. Season oh, really? Eight, oh my god! Season eight is so good. I stopped watching after five. No, because I think I think when you have something that goes on for that long, you're gonna have your bits. There's no way you can keep it like. Because yeah, sometimes I watch episodes when they do the kind of backstory. I'm like, I don't care. Show me something out. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, but um, no, it was it was there was because you kind of lose Rick for a bit in a couple in, in in a couple of seasons, and then he just comes back. And I remember turning around saying to Jeff, I was like. Rick Grimes is back. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And um, no, I, I I don't know what how it's going to do without him. I mean, the, it's got great characters, obviously. Like, do you know what I mean? And characters that can hold their own. Because sometimes there'd be episodes and, you know, you wouldn't see Andrew Lincoln and for, for Love No Money. But um, I don't know. I just don't... I, I, I'll still watch it. I will watch season 10 when he's not in it. But um, I don't know how they do it without him. Because he's... He's back, and I want him to stay until the end. I would have liked him to stay to the end, but you know, 
It's his decision and I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I could go off about the walking dead. So yeah, so that's all our uh, talks on remakes, what we've seen, what people have said, what we want to watch next. And if you want to see some of the stuff that we like to do on the side, you can find Harry at... Tales Peck. Everywhere. <laughs> Instagram and WordPress and Twitter. Yeah. And I'm Mums Who Wing It because I do a blog that I've got back into. Yeah. And well, yeah, write, same. Yeah, I've been writing a few. And um, yeah, so I'm there. Yeah, I'm if you're about. into, if you, you know, want some funny down to earth info on parenting, this is not advice, one. just info. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening to Show Me the Podcast, episode 10. And, uh, Check back in for episode 11. Which is going to be... Australia. Australia. And films. (laughs) You met me at a very strange time in my life.